Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. Welcome to the e-commerce alley podcast where we believe that great brands are built on passionate leadership smart operations and of course powerful marketing i am your host josh coffee yes like the drink and today i have a special guest of honor who i'm excited to talk with who's done so many things that i have not done which that's the great thing about podcasts you get to talk to people who really know their stuff and so today with me i have asher ismail who is coming from a brand called uncapped and so today we're going to be talking about some cool things uh, regarding finance funding and really scaling a brand asher Man, all hailing from London, you're like late night calling in here. It's good to have you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Really looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Asher, so you own, and I, I do have a little piece here just to kind of break down so everybody kind of knows uh, who you are. So, so Asher is a, uh, he was named Emerging Entrepreneur of the Year back in 2017, which, by the way, I don't know how you get that, but I wish I was that. Um, he's led multiple startups. He's raised millions of dollars in capital with angels and, and VCs and crowdfunding. And so prior to Uncapped, he actually did a lot of other things too, which I definitely want to dive uh, into, which leads to kind of today where you own Uncapped. So if, if you could, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love from your own words, just to kind of break down a little bit about what Uncapped is and maybe even a little bit more about who you are. Yeah, well, at Uncapped, what we're really passionate about is that founders shouldn't have to give away equity in order to fund their growth. So we provide fast, flexible funding to e-commerce businesses for marketing, inventory, or hiring. But the key thing is that we do it without personal guarantees or dilution. Mm. Um, in terms of my background, you know, it's really in startups. This is the third business that I've started over the years. And you know, the biggest problem I always had was getting the funding that I needed. And working with you know, hundreds of e-commerce brands, I've just really seen how they've struggled too. So for me, it's a dream to get to work on Uncapped you know, every day. I get to help other entrepreneurs get the funding they need. And, you know, our first customers were also my friends. So from the start, nice. we really tried to create something that's actually friendly, that's fast, fair, transparent. You know, it's the funding option I wish always existed. Uh, we're now in 22 countries, including the U.S., U.K., Germany, Poland, Spain. Um, yeah, and our business has just wow. been growing exponentially, you know, deploying hundreds of millions of dollars. We now fund, you know, more businesses in a day than a typical VC will fund in a year. And, uh, and wow. personally, I guess I also spend a big chunk of my time doing you know, founder or executive coaching. So just supporting other founders in their own leadership development and growth. And I just learned, I guess, so much about building businesses and making tons of mistakes um, that I really want to share that with more folks. And yeah, I love to work with leaders on how they can achieve high performance without compromising their well-being. 
Hmm. So, like, what what prompted you to just say, you know what? I think that I want to fund other companies. Like, what prompted the like creation? Like, how the heck did Uncapped like come to be a thing? Well, you know, Uncapped is really like born out of the frustrations I faced when I was launching and running my first business. So mm-hmm. I started my first business um, in '03, and I was young and I was just trying to raise a hundred k. And I probably mm-hmm. had a hundred meetings and I got a hundred no's. And you know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to take financing from the banks because they all wanted personal guarantees. And, you know, venture capital, it it wasn't ideal either because I didn't have a track record or connections or that warm introduction. And so I just repeatedly missed out on growth opportunities. And, you know, when I was raising money for my second business, I thought I had it all figured out, you know, and I raised millions in venture capital. But I also then got terribly, terribly diluted. And, yeah, I just started to realize that, you know, the options for me were really limited and it was kind of, it was just depressing. It was like depressing to think that you could work so hard and then own so little of your company. Hmm. But what I also noticed is that it wasn't just me. You know, my, my friends are entrepreneurs as well. And I realized that you're know, growing businesses, they're just often left to choose between either raising costly venture capital or burning themselves with traditional debt. And so, yeah, I just thought there must be a better way and started to work on Uncapped. You know, first to try and bring kind of a more fair alternative to Europe um, where mm-hmm. we first started out, you know, and, you know, the UK was our first market, but then quickly expanding, you know, around the world, you know, now in North America. And yeah, we've been able to fund, you know, over 150 million um, to businesses um, who've gone on to create, you know, tons of other jobs and opportunities. But we've also helped those founders just own more of their businesses mm-hmm. and, you know, save, you know, millions of dilution. Hmm. So what does dilution mean when you say that? Um, well, you know, when you think about the way that companies are traditionally funded, if you go down the equity route, what's happening at each round of funding that you raise, you're giving up, you know, 20 to 30 percent of your company. And mm. dilution simply means that if you know if you start at 100 percent after that funding round, you're diluted because you, you know, own less. And if you do it again and again, you know, current stats show that at exit, a founder will likely own less than 15 percent of their business overall. And I think as a, you know, it's probably a lesson I didn't learn until I was a second time founder because uh, you kind of don't realize the impact of that. In the first days, you know, when you're trying to create a business and get it off the ground, gosh, if anybody will give you money, you're just like, you know, super thrilled, right? And certainly I was. And so I wasn't concerned and thinking about that as much. And then now, you know, as a founder who's done it a little bit more, I've kind of realized the importance of that and just how, how equity can be the most expensive way to fund a company's growth that, you know, it takes a long time to raise. And often it can mean that founders, you know, end up losing control of their companies. You know, that's interesting. I think that uh, it's so easy when you're like starting, like you said, like in the beginning, everyone's just is like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll take, I'll take, I'll fund any, I'll get funded in any way. And, and in the beginning, your equity is worth crap. Like it's not worth anything. <laughs> so, so at it, it, the beginning, it's like, well, if you have a percentage of zero or a percentage of a company that's not worth a whole lot, it's easy internally. I could see that like as a founder to say, oh, you know what? Yeah. If I could take X amount of dollars, I'll give away 10, 20, 30% of the business. But I can definitely see how later that can come back to bite you when your revenues are higher, things are really starting to grow. And I could see the regret probably that sinks in (laughs) on founders that fall into that. Well, absolutely. And because one of the things is that with equity, once you give it away, you can never get it back. Hmm. So, you know, it's a, you're playing for keeps as they say. And, uh, and yeah, you gotta, gotta weigh those decisions carefully. Yeah. 
So, so tell me, like, what is the? I'm just curious. Like, what's the first? What's the first thing you said? It was friends and family. Like, what was the first thing you funded? <laughs> well, one of the first deals we ever funded was a sustainable fashion brand called Headway. Okay. And you know, like, just like so many e-commerce entrepreneurs who are working in fashion, they were struggling, you know, with juggling their cash between mm-hmm. inventory and marketing. So basically, they'd have to wait for the current the current season to sell. So they could, you know, invest the returns in the next. And it just really limited their growth. And I imagine, you know, you've probably seen a bunch of businesses that are in this similar state. And Alex and Anna um, are friends and they're incredibly savvy founders. They both came from, you know, financial backgrounds. And so they, like, assessed all the options. They went to VCs. They looked at venture debt. They thought about, you know, um, other ways to get this business, you know, funded. But, you know, ultimately, they were just really looking for something that was a more affordable option. Mm-hmm. To kind of get them to that next level. And yeah, they signed up with us for, you know, a 50K advance um, at the end of the first year. And then they used those funds to reinvest into their marketing campaigns and a bit of inventory. And then incredibly, um, you know, in the first quarter, they saw their revenues grow 11,000% compared to the wow. previous year. Wow. And so it's amazing because it just shows like when you take a founder who is building a great business, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, has the skills but just doesn't have access to the capital and suddenly you make that available to them, they can really achieve amazing things. And, mm-hmm. you know, for us, you know, that's really the inspiration. Like, you know, what gets us going is that we really want to help more of those entrepreneurs who otherwise might be overlooked by traditional funding sources to get the capital that they need because, you know, there's tons of really great business out there, but so few of them will actually get backed by, you know, traditional models like venture capital. Mm-hmm. So, like, just to, just so, like... I understand it's anybody listening like so walk me through like what's the process in, in like how does this work in in your world and, and I'm sure you guys have a process and other competitors are probably similar but like what's the process of of just getting and I don't know if I'm saying it right getting funded or getting working capital or whatever line of yeah. I don't know exactly what it is so like what's that process if someone's like hey I own an e-commerce business I want to experience what those two people did with their sustainable fashion brand and have 11,000% growth like what does that process even look like? Hey, thanks for checking out the e-commerce alley podcast. If you've been enjoying this episode so far, it would mean a ton to us if you'd leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And as a token of our appreciation, if you take a screenshot of your review and email it to team at the e-commerce we're just going to go ahead and shoot you a $10 Amazon gift card just as a thank you. Now back to the episode. So honestly, it's um, it's a really straightforward process that's all online, and that's okay. also one of the big changes that we made to this this world of funding. You know, it used to be when you wanted to get funding, you'd need a pitch deck and a business plan, and you'd go and have a bunch of coffees, <laughs> yeah, with folks, uh, you know, and you know, try to knock on a lot of doors like I did, right, to be able to get that first funding. Um, but of course, all that time that you were spending, you know, out there trying to chase that money was time that you weren't spending you know, working on your product or, you know, developing your team or, you know, building more customer relationships, right? And Mm -hmm. so we wanted to, like, give that back to founders. And so, yeah, the way that we work is that we connect to the data sources Mm -hmm. that you already use to run your company. So if you're a Shopify store, we can connect to your Shopify account. If you are, you know, running Google and Facebook ads, we can connect to those and, you know, get a live feed about how they're performing. Or we can connect to your accounting software. 
-hmm. And you know, we have a hundred different ways that we can understand your business and get this 360 view on how you're doing. And off the back of it, make a data-driven decision about how much funding you're eligible for. Mm -hmm. And what's also beautiful about that is that it removes the bias because you know, so much of funding historically has been more about who you know or where you went to school. And if I'm honest, like those things, they're kind of BS, right? They're not really what you know, indicates who deserves funding. They're just about pattern matching because that's all we've had before. Mm -hmm. Where in our world, you know, we're actually using real data to make those decisions. But the other benefit is that it means that we can also do it incredibly fast. So mm -hmm. you know, typically, um, somebody will come to our website They'll apply in minutes, and then they'll get a decision about their funding in 24 hours. So wow. you know you can get investments up from 10k up to five million pounds in a day. And you know the other key thing is that the way we charge is also different. So we charge a flat fee on the capital that we provide, which is six percent. And businesses only repay the capital as they make revenue. So there's mm -hmm. no set repayment date. There's no compounding interest. There's no equity or personal guarantees. Um, and critically, because the repayments are tied to your revenue, say the business slows down. You know, maybe your plans didn't work out exactly as you thought. As the owner of that business, you're not caught out. The repayments just slow down. Mm -hmm. So you know, I really believe it is you know, the most affordable, flexible type of financing available to growth companies. So wait, so you're saying that, okay, so... Let me get this straight. So you apply. It's a pretty quick process, it sounds like. But then if you, you get the funding, you start using it. And that was a question I was going to ask. So like, let's say I get in my business. It's like I decide to get in before Black Friday. So everything's on fire. And then January hits. And it's like, and it just like plummets, you know, kind of tanks a little bit. So when revenue's lower, then they don't have to keep paying. Like, it's not like a flat monthly rate. It, it's based on the revenue. Yeah. Uh, so so it's not fixed repayments. Um, okay. You know, the, the idea is that we make the repayments mm -hmm. tied to your revenue. So, you know, we'll take say five or 10% of you know, every daily sale that you're making mm -hmm. until we get back the amount that we let you plus the fee. So say for example, you know, you needed hundred K to spend on marketing. Um, you would keep repaying us until we got 106 K back. So okay. you're just paying that 6% flat fee. And I think also why it was important to have this idea where it was flexible in terms of payments mm -hmm. is when I thought about you know, myself as an entrepreneur, my big hesitation on taking capital from others was the worry that actually you know, what was supposed to be called, you know, solving my cash flow problem mm -hmm. in itself might become the thing that would you know, ruin me. And I would just you know, be too concerned about going out and taking that growth opportunity because mm -hmm. I'd be worried about those repayments. Mm -hmm. And the idea of this is that it removes that risk. So that you as an entrepreneur can go and take that opportunity. If you know Black Friday is coming and you feel like, hey, I'm going to need more inventory, you can go and make that investment or you can, you know, pump up your ads at the right time because you see an opportunity. And, you know, so often entrepreneurs will just miss out on that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to give you a little bit of example there, you know, um, speaking to entrepreneurs, often they're at that point where they're doing, you know, 3x ROAS on their business. So their return on ad spend is three times what they put in. Mm -hmm. And you know, then they're thinking about, hey, I'd love to be able to do more, but I'm, I'm tied up on how much capital I have. And in our world, you know, we love a business like that because clearly if you have a 3X ROAS and now you spend 6% on a flat fee, mm -hmm. you're still getting 2.94. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, that is a bet that you should take every time, mm -hmm. especially compared to the alternative 
which would be just missing out on those sales completely, in which case that would be zero. Hmm. So, you know, I think that idea of just helping entrepreneurs realize that there are new ways that they can fund their growth. And by doing so, they can really take advantage of those bigger opportunities that are really just sitting you know, right in front of them um, mm-hmm. if they just realized how to, how to actualize them. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the idea like you just brought up, like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas. Like that's a huge those are huge key moments in the e-com world. And it's like that's when a lot of e-commerce brands are pulling in 30, 40 percent. You know, Q4, they're pulling four, sometimes 40 or 50 percent of their overall revenue for the year. And part of that other challenge is like leading up to it. If you don't have the cash on hand to place a large inventory buy and to forecast and prepare for those huge moments like that for the inventory levels that you're going to need, which is always way higher, then you're you're going to go out of stock and you're just flat out of like those are just that's just like money you're just losing on the table like that's just being left uh, in those scenarios. Absolutely, and especially in the current times, right? Like there's so many founders that I talk to where they'll have a big container shipment that is like sitting on the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be coming over from China and they're just waiting for it. And every day that it's not there, they're missing out on these sales. And I think what's also great is seeing now entrepreneurs take a challenge like that and turn it into an opportunity. And so, you know, I've had entrepreneurs, for example, who have gone on and said, you know what, I'm going to like learn from the mistakes of the past with some of the supply chain burns that I've been through mm-hmm. and I'm going to double my inventory order. Mm. and negotiate a 10% discount you know, with my supplier because I'm putting in this bigger order. Mm-hmm. And you know, they'll come to us and get capital at a 6% fee and then pocket the difference. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just taking something that otherwise was a pain in their neck and actually figure out a way to make their business more profitable overall. And so I think things like that are really great that are available now to entrepreneurs in a way that wasn't previously because you know, before you had to go and say, apply for a loan, get a personal guarantee, spend three months waiting around for the capital. And by mm-hmm. the time you got it, the opportunity was gone. Mm-hmm. And so in this world, you know, you can apply for advance, get capital the next day. And then, you know what, if things shift in two weeks, you realize there's another big opportunity that you hadn't expected, come back and, you know, ask for more capital and like, mm-hmm. you know, things like that are actually possible. So, um, you know, I think that idea of now it's seizing the opportunities that are in front of you is something that's just much more available in e-commerce than you know, we were previously. So in reality, banks and VCs kind of don't like companies like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny um, because we actually work with a lot of VCs. So oh, we have okay. a network of 600 plus VCs who refer their portfolios to us. And, and the reason why is because VCs don't want to be diluted either, right? Once they've invested in your company, they own a share of it. And so they don't really want you to go out necessarily and take a bunch of expensive capital if you have something that's repeatable and predictable. Oh, okay. Because they know there's a cheaper funding source, you know, than more equity. So um, it's been great actually for us to work with VCs. And the way I think about it as well is that it's not to say that equity is a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that what we're talking about revenue-based finance is the only way. It's just you know they're both different tools in an entrepreneur's toolkit, and you have to just know when's the right time to use each one. And, you know, equity, it's great when you are in the R&D stage. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're pre-monetization. You're just proving out the product market fit for an idea. And in that case, you're taking, you know, a, a big risk because you're doing something that hasn't been done before, that's unproven. And for that, you know, equity makes a lot of sense. But when you move to the case where actually you're now doing something where it is repeatable and predictable, mm-hmm. where you know you're getting a good return on your ad spend, 
or you have something that can scale and you've seen it scale month after month to go and give away 20% of your company now. That's just silly. Yeah. And, you know, previously, I think maybe because, um, you know, we had a hammer, every problem was a nail. And, you know, we've started to realize that actually entrepreneurs just have more tools. There's more tools in that toolkit than there were previously. And knowing your options is super powerful. You know, whether or not you choose to, you know, work with us or somebody else, just the idea that actually there are more funding options available than ever before in itself is an incredible thing. Because, of course, you know, only having one option is not really an option, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, that's the shift. That's the, we're really lucky to live in the time where that's happening. So like you, so you have, you said 150 million, is that how much you got, you said you funded? Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's how, how much uh, we more recently deployed, but to be honest, that number is probably getting out of date as, uh, you know, it seems to be, uh, you know, us growing exponentially. Yeah. I mean, I saw a hundred million somewhere, then I saw 120. So then I hear 150. So obviously you guys are growing, which is amazing, but from lending that much, cause that's, a, you have enough data to probably say, like, I'm curious what are the primary things that people use that funding for and where do you see it like most successfully used? Yeah, well, you know, I think the, the most common use cases in e-commerce are linked to what, you know, e-commerce companies spend their money on, right? So a typical e-commerce company spends the majority of their funds on inventory, mm-hmm. right? So like a 70% of their spend is probably in that area. And it makes sense that you know, the vast majority of what people are looking to capitalize is inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, we also fund marketing, and that's actually where we started because it was such an obvious link with the idea of, you know, the return that people were getting versus the incredible cost of other funding sources. But, you know, over time, we've also started to evolve to fund other things. So now, you know, we also fund hiring because we realize that sometimes people have, mm-hmm. you know, a great additional person they could bring to their team, and that's going to unlock a ton of growth. So there's opportunities in that. We also fund acquisitions where, you know, a business sees a competitor or a peer or someone else in their ecosystem where it would enhance what they're doing. And it might be what we'd call accretive, which is an acquisition where the business is, say, already profitable, already generating significant revenue and adding it on to the existing business would make the overall thing more valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are like obvious, easy ones for us. And we also do some more complex cases, which are a little bit more challenging and more bespoke. But, um, you know, the vast majority of our funding is, you know, really in those those core categories doing, you know, every day tons of deals um, that, you know, are very repeatable and you know really link, I think, to you know the day to day of what e-commerce businesses are also up to. Hmm. Wow. So, um, yeah, that may, I mean, it makes a whole ton of sense. That's pretty cool. You guys fund acquisitions, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't actually, I didn't think about that as like an additional thing that you would pull that funding for. Um, but I think that's really, that's really awesome. That's really great. You guys are pretty flexible. It sounds like, um, yeah, well, we've tried to adapt, you know, just from learning from the entrepreneurs that we work with. Right. And it's also funny, right? Because, you know, there's such a variety of different businesses out there that exist, but the range of funding options by comparison is so narrow. So yeah, when we identify a new use case or we talk to about talk to a founder about something that makes sense, we try to adapt and you know figure out a way to work with them because mm-hmm. like our belief and I, you know it links back I guess again to what I was looking for in a long-term funding partner was that idea that they are a partner, you know, that they're not just going to fund me once, but they're going to able to be somebody who I can come back to again and again that I can, you know, get in touch with when I'm in a in a challenge or when I have an opportunity. You know, we want to be that first person that you reach out to to talk about it and, you know, see how we can support. 
So, like, I, you know, there's a saying that everything works out when everything works out. <laughs> so, like, what are, if you're, like, uh, taking off the founder hat and stepping to the side, like, what are those... Uh, what are like, like what kind of risks are associated with it? Like, do people get ever get in the? And I'm sure, obviously, it happens. It's a big world. But like, what are the risks that you would associate with taking out lending or not lending? I'm sorry, uh, you know, funding and working capital and things like that. Like, what kind of risk would you associate with that? Do you mean um, as the entrepreneur, or do you mean on our side? What do what do we kind of have to do with the risk? Well, you guys probably have more data than the entrepreneur. So, what do you like? What are those scenarios that you would say are maybe risky and not worth doing for the entrepreneur? Ah, well, you know, I guess one of our principles in general is that we never want to give someone an offer that we don't think they can afford to repay. Okay. Because our model is also very different from venture capital. You know, in venture capital, they need one out of every 10 deals to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Because that one deal will repay the whole portfolio so they can afford to take you know, a big loss on all the other ones. Um, in our world, we actually want 100% of the businesses that we work with to succeed. Hmm. And so our incentives and the way we think about working with founders is a little bit different kind of because of that. In terms of things that you know, we want to fund, it comes back to that core of that idea that, you know, are you having a business opportunity that is something that is repeatable and predictable. And we have some, you know, minimums, you know, we, we typically would say, you know, uncapped is right for you. If you're doing at least 10K of monthly sales, Okay. you have been generating sales for at least six months and you're growing. Mm -hmm. And the rationale behind that is that, you know, when you get to 10K of monthly sales, that's kind of the moment where it's no longer side of desk. You know, it's something where actually you could do it as a full-time role. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because you can start to afford a salary, right, when you're doing that much. And if you've been doing it for, you know, several months consistently, that shows that actually you have something that's working, right? And what we want to do is put more fuel on the fire without taking a piece of the pie mm -hmm. so that we are, you know, helping you get to that next level because we see the opportunity, we see the potential. And whereas a lot of other folks in this space or, you know, other lenders, traditional ones, would look at a typical e-commerce business and say, oh my God, this business is taking every pound it has and reinvesting it into marketing and inventory. It hardly has any cash. This is a terrible business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for us, we realize that that is exactly how a great e-commerce business is run, right? If you have something that's working, of course you want to spend every pound you have and reinvest it to further growth, right? And we also know that businesses like that have challenging working capital cycles because there's a ton of seasonality. And, you know, often they also have, you know, very challenging terms from their suppliers up front. And so the idea that we're able to actually understand e-commerce and, you know, the unique ways that it works, but also be able to unlock the potential because, you know, there's so many e-commerce businesses we work with where, you know, they have five people in their team and they're doing millions of sales. And, you know, that is possible in e-commerce. And, you know, the idea that we can support businesses to get to that stage and beyond, um, yeah, I think is, is really exciting and, you know, is, is possible now because of a new way of thinking about capital. That's, that's amazing. And I love your guys. Uh, I love that you don't focus, you focus on helping people grow. You don't want to lend to them or not lend. I, I guess technically it's not lend. You don't want to partner with them if it doesn't make sense or they can't afford it. So it shows that like they're the foreground, um, which is kind of interesting because I did notice on your website. So something you guys say is like a friendlier take on capital. And that definitely sounds like friendlier. So like <laughs> real quick, like tell me, what's the story behind that? Like a friendlier take on capital? 
Well, I think, you know, um, where this all began was, you know, offering capital to people that were in our lives. You know, I didn't, you know, set out to like go and build a unicorn. Mm -hmm. I wanted to solve a problem for people that I know. And I think that 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 has continued to just be reflected in our DNA about like Mm -hmm. how we make decisions and how we think about working with people. And it's like the little things like, you know, for example, um, you know, typically when you sign a deal to get, get funding from a bank or, you know, a venture capitalist, you're often like signing like a, you know, 40 page document Mm. and it feels like, you know, you're giving away all your rights and, Mm -hmm. you know, you often don't know what you're signing and you need a lawyer, you know, to help you, you know, dissect and, um, you know, on, on archive what it is you're actually, you know, um, registering for. And with Uncapped, you know, one of the things we did is we made our agreement six pages mm-hmm. and it's written in plain English. So that's good. You know, anyone can understand what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just what's right because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, that's not your expertise. You know, when you are signing up for capital and you go to a venture capitalist, they've done, you know, hundreds of these deals, you know, as a founder, you are going to be lucky, you know, if you do, you know, a handful in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having something that's actually fair um, and is transparent to me was, you know, the heart of that. And I think that just comes from the history of, you know, how we created the company. That's amazing. So, Asher, if if someone is listening right now and they're like, hey, I would love to check this out, understand how it works and even get connected with you. What's what's the best place they can do that or where is the best place they can do that? Uh, well, as you mentioned previously, obviously one of the best places is our website. So www.weareuncapped.com. But yeah, if, if you have also a scaling online business and you are looking for funding um, or if you're you know, looking for some coaching, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, every week I'm putting out content about fundraising as well as lessons about how to scale a business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, whether you're trying to get from you know, off the ground or you're trying to go from 10 to 110, um, you know, I love to really put out things that support other founders to learn more. And yeah, and uh, you know, maybe it will help you gain some more clarity or confidence or resilience. Um, and yeah, and if I can support you, shoot me a message. You know, it takes three minutes, and if it's a match, you know, I'd love to help. I'm really excited to hear more about you and you know what you're building. Cool. Well, Asher, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, the, you guys do have to go check out Unca- or weareuncapped.com. Beautiful website, too. Very user-friendly. It breaks everything down. I brought Asher on because, honestly, I see this as a huge problem across the board. I talk to people all the time who are getting these cash flow crunches with inventory. They're trying to scale, but they can't do it because they don't have the funding. And so if you guys ha- ha- are listening and that is you right now go to weareuncapped.com connect with asher of course and thank you so much for listening to the e-commerce alley podcast produced by dylan counts behind the scenes and so we want to say thank you for being our listener and we will see you on the next episode Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. 
Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy this episode.